So it is really good to see everybody this morning, and I'm really excited to be able to bring God's Word to you today. However, I do need to start off by asking for your forgiveness. You see, we are in the book of James, and I am supposed to preach from James chapter 1, verses 26 through 27. But if you had your hopes set on hearing James chapter 1, verse 26 through 27, then I'm sorry to disappoint you. We are not going to be doing that today. And, and here's why. Here's the story. And here's the beauty of the gospel, the beauty of Christianity. Because Jesus succeeded on our behalf, we can be a people who are humble. We can admit our weaknesses. We can confess difficulty because we don't have to anymore have it all together. He is the one that has it all together. He had it all together for us, and so we are able to admit when we have struggled. And so that's what happened. Here's, here's what happened. You see, I don't like social media. I said it. And uh, I'm not a huge fan of smartphones, and uh, I'm still not 100% sold on the internet. I, I have my reasons, I do, and I, and I do like to talk about my reasons, but right now, this sermon, it just wasn't the right time. However, I spent the last month preparing for today's sermon as if it was the appropriate time and the appropriate place. Um, it just wasn't. But, praise be to God I asked my wife, Kate, to read over my sermon and share her thoughts. Now, I have trouble giving honest feedback. I, I like to sugarcoat things. My wife, on the other hand, she has no problems giving honest feedback, and it's actually one of those qualities that has really been a great thing for our relationship I know that there is an old saying, and it's very true in our house, that behind every good man, there's an even better woman. And so I'm not trying to butter up my wife, but it is very, very true in our house. She, she said that it sounded superficial. She said it just wasn't very good. And she was right. And I knew she was right. I, I knew that the sermon that I had spent the last month preparing, it, it wasn't very good. You see, I, I usually really enjoy preparing a sermon. I've gotten the opportunity to do it a few times, and it's been a really good experience for, for me. It, it gives me an opportunity to connect with God, with his word, in a really deep and, and special way. It's an opportunity for me to really, um, really listen, and then what is being said to me is able to be said to God's people. But this sermon felt really different. For one, it, it felt really rushed. I, I only had a month to 
to prepare. And when I volunteered, that seemed like a really long time. But work and life and a family camping trip and we started doing the elf on the shelf and my kids now wake up at like 5.30 to see if it moved and where it moved. And so time just kind of flew by this month. But it also felt forced. You see, I had been reading a few books about technology and and its negative effects, and I figured, you know, I don't have a lot of time. I have these strong feelings, and they, they work with the text. So this must be what God is is wanting me to preach to his people. But I didn't spend a lot of time in God's word. I didn't spend a lot of time in prayer. Not like I normally would have. Because I felt rushed. Because I felt like I've got this. So I say all that because on Thursday, three days ago, I decided to start over. And I felt God was calling me in a different direction. And to be honest, I'm, I'm really excited for this opportunity. I should have been incredibly stressed, which I, which I was. But now when I'm up here, I am incredibly grateful for the experience and I am incredibly excited to, to bring God's word to you today from Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. So once I had made that decision to start over, kind of stopped everything, and, and this was the story that God's Holy Spirit had led me to Friday morning, and it just made perfect sense for my situation, and because we are in the season of Advent, this season where we're waiting and anticipating the coming of Christ to celebrate Christmas, and yet it's also an incredibly busy season, I know that you need to hear this just as much as I needed to hear this. So again, Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. You can follow along on the screens. You can open up your Bibles. You can use your Bible app. We're going to kind of walk through, walk through these verses. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. So here's the scene. Jesus and his disciples, they have just entered this new town. And as they're walking around, they come across a house, and Martha sees them. And Martha yells out, Jesus, come, come and hang out at my house. Come and, come and spend the afternoon here. Come, eat, let's, let's be together. And what strikes me as an amazing gesture of grace is that Jesus accepts her invitation. He's not, well, well, you see, we've got a pretty busy schedule. We've got a lot on our plate. I would love to, but sorry, Martha, I can't. 
He doesn't do that at all. Martha calls out to Jesus, and Jesus accepts her invitation to come and, and be with her, to come and be in her, in her home. Verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. So Martha has a sister whose name is Mary. And I envision Jesus coming into the home. And as soon as Mary sees Jesus, she can't but take his hand, set him at the couch, and just sit. She is excited that he is there. She is excited to just have the opportunity to sit, to converse with him, to learn from him, to be with him. And the verses suggest that the feeling is absolutely mutual. Jesus is, is talking, he's, he's teaching her, she's extremely close to him. It says she is sitting at his feet. And so we, we have this picture of, of Mary, the sister to Martha, and Jesus just spending time together, resting. Sitting is a position of relaxation. It's a position of surrender. It's a position that says, I'm here to listen to you. I'm here to be with you. And that's exactly Mary's attitude. She just is excited to be in the presence of Jesus. Verse 40. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. So Martha, who cries out to Jesus, hey, come, come, be with us, be in my house, spend the afternoon here, is now so busy, she isn't spending time with her guest. Now, I imagine that Martha was busy doing what any good hostess would do. She wanted Jesus to feel comfortable. She was, she was getting things to eat, drinks, doing things that are good things, but that were keeping her from just being still in the presence of God. I was Martha. You see, I was preparing a sermon, which is a good thing, but I was so busy being rushed and so busy thinking that I didn't have enough time and, and so just busy that my good thing took me away from Jesus. It took me away from what I had wanted to do in the first place, and that was to just have that special time, that deep connection with him. And I think it's very easy to be Martha. A few years ago, someone had created a picture. And it was a picture of Cruella de Vil, the 101 Dalmatian villain. And she 
was driving her car, and she had her hands gripped on the wheel, and her black and white hair was waving all wildly in the air, and her eyes were bloodshot. And the person who posted the picture had written, me, trying to excel in my career, maintain a social life, drink enough water, exercise, text everyone back, stay sane, survive, and be happy. I mean, and just think, that was a few years ago. This picture was created before COVID, before online schooling, before the 2020 presidential election, before all of the holiday traffic on US-1 and the craziness of the stores not having enough toilet paper and paper towels. I mean, if, if we're honest, life requires a lot out of us. A successful career, a certain quality of life, a stable marriage, well-behaved children, the ability to provide enough presence under the tree, the perfect Instagram story, staying connected with everybody online, but at the same time trying to stay present with all of the people offline. Life gets busy. And it's very busy, whether it's good things or maybe not so good things, to be too busy to sit and rest and to just spend time in God's word or in prayer. It's so easy sometimes to just lose out on that time with Christ. But I think there's something else to Martha. Martha's probably a lot like me. I need the house to look perfect before I can relax. And so Thursday night I decided to do my sermon differently. And so I stayed home on Friday. And you want to know what the first thing I did was? I cleaned the house. Because I can't focus if the house is, is not clean, if it's messy. It's just something weird that I have. And I think that's also what Martha is doing. She thinks that Jesus is here and everything has to look perfect. She's got to clean up all the messes. She's got to get herself presentable before she can sit and be with him. And I think for a lot of us, that's what's keeping us from a relationship, a deeper relationship with Christ. We think that we need to be better. We think that we need to clean ourselves up first. We think that Christianity is about fixing ourselves and then maybe, just then maybe, God will hear my prayers. But that's not what the Bible says. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You see, I can imagine Mary, she was probably just as 
smelly because I don't believe there was much in the way of antiperspirants and deodorants back in those days. So she probably had a lot of dirt and grime on herself, but she was with him. She went to him. And I think we have this misconception sometimes that on our good days, I'm going to spend a lot of time in prayer. I know that happens to me. If I am short-tempered with my kids, if at school I lost my cool, I feel less worthy to teach somebody at a Bible study. I feel less worthy to sit in prayer. But Jesus wants us to come to him. Warts, wrinkles, grime, and all. He wants us to come and sit and be with him. You see, Martha, her busyness, her desire to have it all together, it made her bitter. It hardened her. And I think our busyness, our desire to have everything perfect can harden us as well. It can make us bitter. It can keep us away from Christ. Verse 41. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. I love Jesus' response here. He doesn't scold her. He doesn't tell her to sit down. Jesus is lovingly getting Martha's attention. He doesn't just say, Martha. He says, Martha, Martha. He wants her to hear him. You see, over the last month, I was anxious, I was troubled, I had to get this sermon done, and all of my anxiety and my trouble, it was keeping me from being with Christ. And through my wife, and through his word, Jesus did the same to me as he did to Martha, Darren, Darren. You're anxious. You're troubled about many things. And he was right. The book of James talks a lot about various trials. The trials that we go through in our lives. And I don't know if you've ever experienced a real difficult situation. And it can be anything. Whether it's your own doing or whether you're the victim of someone else's doing. But if you've ever been in a real trial situation, you have this dependency and this desire to be close to God 
in a way that when all is well, you just don't have. You have to sit and be with him. You can't make it through the day without hearing from him, sitting in prayer with him. You see, these trials that come up in our lives, these trials that produce trouble and anxiety, Jesus is calling us. Hey, stop. Your trouble, you're anxious about so much. Stop. Come. Sit. Be still. Be with me. What a loving gesture from a God who didn't even have to come in the house in the first place, but he wanted to. He wants to be with us. He wants us to not be troubled or anxious. Verse 42. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. When I read this last verse, and I read what Jesus was saying, it reminded me of one of my favorite verses in all of Scripture. Because the invitation to Martha is the same invitation that Jesus is giving to us. Be like Mary. Dirty. She's got things to do as well. But come. Be with me. Let's talk. Listen to me. And so the verse it reminded me of was Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. This is what Jesus is inviting us to do today. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We aren't told what Martha does. We aren't told if she chooses to stop what she's doing and sit. Or if she goes, ah, and keeps about her way. Now I can assume that when the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings tells you to take a break, You're going to listen. But Jesus is calling us today to do the same thing. Maybe 
this season of Advent is crazy busy for you with good things. Buying presents, preparing meals, whatever this season might have for you, these could be good things that are causing you to feel troubled and anxious. There's just not enough time in the day to get everything done. Or maybe this holiday season is really, really difficult. More difficult than holiday seasons in the past. Maybe the trouble and anxiety from not being able to have regular, ordinary, normal Christmas holiday plans is just weighing on you. Maybe you've lost a family member this past year, or maybe every holiday season, the, the memory of family issues, it, it comes back. It's haunting. It's troubling. It produces anxiety. Maybe you've never reached out to Jesus. Maybe you're trying to fix yourself up. And then, and only then, I'll be ready. Jesus is calling us to find rest with him. He is calling us to trust in him. The question is, are we going to do it? And here's the reality. It takes faith. It takes an amazing amount of faith to do what Jesus is calling us to do. The whole reason that I was struggling to find Jesus and be with him, connect with him on a deep level is because when I woke up early, I didn't think I had enough time to finish this thing. So what did I do? I skipped the prayer time. I skipped the spending time in his word, and I went straight to typing. It takes faith to say, it'll get done. This is more important. It'll get done. It takes faith to have spent your life seeking things that are not of God and trusting that if you come and accept his invitation to sit with him, to be with him, to rest with him, that he will accept you, that he won't reject you. It takes faith to trust that a relationship with God isn't contingent on your good deeds, having it all together, cleaning yourself up. It takes faith to trust that he, Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for you so that you could be in a relationship with the God of all creation, that your prayers would be heard and not 
I don't have time to hear your prayers today, Darren. Too busy. That he cares for you. He wants to hear what is troubling you, what is causing you great anxiety. He wants to be with you. What a gracious and incredible God that we have. He isn't some far-off deity, but he is asking us, come, be with me. Spend time with me. I want to give you rest. Don't worry about trying to figure everything out. I've got you. Learn from me. I will fix the things that need to be fixed. I will do the things that need to be done. I just want you to come and rest and be still with me. And so, we'll finish with this. What are you going to do? What are we going to do? Are we going to cry out for the faith that is needed to trust him? Are we going to sit and rest? Let him nourish and care for us in his word and prayer? Are we going to finally, for the first time in our lives, stop trying to clean ourselves up and just be with Jesus? Are we going to finally trust that he doesn't just love us, but he likes us. He actually likes to hear from us. He likes being around us. It takes an incredible amount of faith to trust that a God we can't see is truly our greatest priority. Our number one relationship. The one who will give our lives peace, rest. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to just bring your word to your people. Jesus, we thank you that you are crying out to us, sit, rest, be with me. You are such an incredibly gracious Savior. Let it sink down deep within each and every one of us. How your heart longs for us. That you considered it a joy to go to the cross because it would give you us. I pray that we would have a feeling, a desire, a need for you that is stronger than it ever has been before. Holy Spirit, during this busy holiday season, during this holiday season where troubles and anxieties, they're up. Heartache, brokenness is felt that we would spend more time being refreshed by you, by your word, by your comfort, by your hope than ever before. We thank you for this invitation. 
And now, what an amazing opportunity we have before us to spend time right now receiving your body that was broken for us, your blood that was shed for us, to take those steps of faith towards rest, towards you. We love you, Jesus.